What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special Tuesday edition of Chips and Dish here on the AAT Sports Network. That is all authentic talk. Main show, of course, is AAT Birds. We'll be doing our normal Wednesday weekly show tomorrow night on Thanksgiving Eve. I'm going to do the sponsors real quick because we have a massive show here tonight. we got a lot of guests in the green room waiting to go. So real quick, you can check us out sponsorship-wise. We have Statement Games, a fun, free twist on fantasy sports. Make sure you check them out. Link is in the bio. The AATSportsNetwork.com shop. All kinds of great merch. Make sure you're checking that out. Symbol, the stock market for sports is Symbol.com. Use promo code AATSports when you sign up. Lots of rain luxury watches. Use the code AATBirds at checkout for 10% off. Funkbrewing.com, the official brewery of AAT birds. And of course, manscaped.com is partnered with AAT birds. Use the code AAT birds for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Your balls will thank you. Okay. Special Tuesday show tonight, because last night there was just too much to get into. By the time I got home, I was like, we, we got to get into it. Um, so I push it to tonight and man, do I have a green room full of absolute studs to talk about a couple of things tonight. So we're going to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot, which dropped yesterday. Um, and we're going to get into some of the big names that are still on there, some of the names that were just added. We're going to pick a couple of guys that we think should go in, if anybody, because we know that baseball doesn't like to add people to their Hall of Fame. We're going to get into the steroid talk. It's been about a year. We have to revisit it. We're going to talk about the Eagles' dominant offensive line play because they have been crushing it this season and they are now in contention for the playoffs which i'll be honest none of us expected at the beginning of the season but here they sit so without further ado i'm gonna start bringing some people in because i'm very very excited for tonight's show and adam what is up i am excited to you're tuning in here we go so first off my twin all the way back from the kutztown days we're bringing in Manny at fizzle fizzle 86 What's up? What's up? What's oh, up? Man. What's up? Thank you, back. Thank you for having me here, Chip. What up, people? I'm back. Yes, it's been Guess who's time. back? <laughs> but uh, I'm. We shouldn't have left you. Well, left without me. a dope beat to step to. Uh, oh, Manny, man. talk about yourself a little bit. Talk about some things that you do. Talk about your uh, business. Talk about your stuff. Word. Uh, my name is Manny. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am Chip's twin from the college days. Awesome, there, twin. Yeah. Hey, Tila. Um. Basically, I'm a DJ by trade, as well as I am working for BMW, you know, sponsorship later. Um, and uh, I coach sports, uh, basketball, baseball, football, the whole shebang, you know, and stuff. So I'm very excited for this baseball talk. You know, being a proud Latino, we have a good, uh, it's a crazy ballot. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be crazy at the end of the day. So I'm excited. Let's get this going. They're working out. I'm excited. So Manny's up in here. Manny's been gone for a second, though. We also have from the band Split Decision, the lead singer JT at JT Split D. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? It's good to see you. How you been? It's good, man. Uh, congratulations on the nuptials. JT got married recently. He is a married man. Much. You see the ring on Thank the you. finger now. JT, talk about some things. Talk about what you guys got rocking and rolling lately. Well, I mean, so as, as you know, last year was, you know, kind of light. So, you know, pretty much everything got like shut down. So this year, summer hit and someone hit the switch and the band was working again. We were doing weddings, private parties, clubs, everything. And it just went by so fast. And now the winter's kind of like a little bit of a lull, but still working, you know, still doing acoustic stuff and still still doing full band things. So everything, you know, seems to be picked up. 
So it's good. Andrew Silverman, Andrew Silverman checking in saying, yo, my dude, the wife checking in saying, you know, hey, newlywed Michigan. I mean, I'm not joking. <laughs> we got, we got the A-list here tonight. So again, we got JT. We're going to talk all kinds of fun stuff back. Um, but I'm going to drop you out for a second because we also have the, the, the nerd king himself. And I call him that. He's going to tell you why in a second. We got Frank up in here. Frank, what's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good to see you again. What's happening? Thanks for skipping hockey tonight. Much no, like the no, Flyers no, no, no. For, for, this, for the show. I was sick. <laughs> you, you are sick. <laughs> yes, I am. Your dog is tired as hell back there. He is. He's, he loves laying on the bed. Frank, talk about your podcast, man. You do a really cool show. I thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I do a weekly podcast with uh, Jack Kidd. Remember Jack from from the band days? Uh, it's called mm -hmm. Geek Spot News. So we go mm -hmm. every Monday night and we just basically talk everything: Marvel, Star Wars, DC, Ghostbusters, everything, anything you could think of. Uh, that's what we do. But sports is 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 a bigger passion, and I'm I'm super excited to do this tonight. I know. I, like I said, I, I offered you like, man, I'm never free. And then no. I'm like, hey, we're going at 930. You're like, I'm here now. I'm, yep. I'm good. Yep. Yep. I so we got Halo Frank. Frank's going to – you skipped Halo for this. My <laughs> God. So Frank is here. Frank is going to talk about some things too. Last but most certainly, certainly not least, we have Dom. Dom from the Philly uh, – from the Fired Up, a Philly sports podcast – Dom, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? It's been it's been a while. We're trying to we're trying to get this going for a while now, and finally we 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 got it going, huh? That's what so, I'm saying. Apparently, Tuesdays the night where people are like, I can do things, <laughs> right? Right, right. Tuesdays the new Friday, yes, and, right? Yeah, no kidding. And yes, I did not tell my wife about all these people happening up in here. So, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> good good communication skills. Dom, talk about your podcast a little bit, man. I love I love what you guys are doing over at Fired Up. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we're we are a four for four podcast. Uh, me and Mike, well, Mike, my cousin, uh, he is the the host. I'm the co-host. Um, he right there. Look, he on the he on the screen. Hey, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 four for four, um, four for four podcast. Uh, we kind of try to stick to the comedy esque of sports. You know, bar talk. Um, you know, just keeping it very real. Um, and, uh -huh. and I think and I think you know we we kind of hit that around the head and just kind of like kind of like what you do too. You know. Um, just very real yes, talk. Indeed. I mean, I, that's, I, I think that's what you kind of have to do. I mean, the fact is there are these guys that do this professionally. Um, and it's a lot of monotony at some point. It's a lot of just, you know, trying to drop your, your, your personalities and drop right. your method and drop. That's not what we do. We talk about it like fans do. And I think that's why we've had the success that we do. Um, Sir Conway from Drunk Abroad would like to know when you're dropping the first <laughs> eggplant joke. Oh man, I, I don't know. I dropped a, I dropped a lot last night on our show. So uh, you know, if you, <laughs> if you like the eggplant joke, go uh, go ch go check out our show. So there we go. All right, everyone's coming back in the stream. Boom, boom, boom! Look at us all happening here. What's up? That's funny. So all right. everyone got so small and tiny. It's so it's so cute. Um, is by that, the way, the, the Flyers first, game is that is that the first eggplant joke? Uh, no, no, it's not. Not if, I didn't say a tiny salad cucumber, um, a gherkin, if you will. Uh, so by the way the flyers suck we're not going to talk about them tonight um because they just lost for nothing although i will say the way that the um the frames dropped in jt it looks like you're just sitting on claude Giroux's body you're right like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an extended neck Stop sucking. Might be an <laughs> all right so yeah. the hall of fame ballot for baseball came out 
And uh, why are you laughing already, Frank? No, I'm laughing at him. He's doing this thing with the Claude Giroux head. <laughs> I made my yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll keep moving it around and give everybody a chance. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> now you're super. Manny looks like he's living in Joel Embiid's hair. It's cool. Um, I am. <laughs> so the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot dropped yesterday. And the thing is, baseball typically does not put a lot of players in the Hall of Fame. So you know football is good for, you know, seven to eight to ten players every single year. Hockey, same thing. Basketball, same thing. College football, same thing. But baseball, you're lucky to get one. So my first question right away, and we'll go right around the horn here, 30 seconds or less, just kind of quick opinion, is baseball too picky with who they let in and out? Dom, I'm going to start with you. Um, I would say probably not, only because the way the stats and like the way that guys perform now are so different than the way they did it before, like, You'd be lucky to get a guy to hit 40 and 40 homers and 130 RBIs now. And like uh -huh. those guys are typically the Hall of Fame players, the, the great players, right? Um, obviously, the position matters. You know, first baseman, corner outfielders, th those are the guys that hit, hit those kinds of numbers. But um, I just think that, like, like, look at Mike Trout's numbers. I, I mean, uh -huh. you would be surprised at the guys he's compared to statistically from like the late night like bobby abreu you know what i'm saying so i i right. definitely think that the stats kind of um affect that a little bit all right frank is baseball too picky with how many people they put in the hall of fame each i year? think i think they are I, I i think okay i think they're a little too stringent and too tight and i think the the way they're voted in now by the the, the old former members that are i think it's the former members that sit on the panel and they kind of mm -hmm. decide who goes in the baseball writers vote who's uh nominated in i think or or i don't even i'm not even sure if the baseball writers have anything to do with it anymore i i definitely think they're a little too stringent and they're going to start as we go forward now they're going to start leaving out players that should be in and they're already leaving out players that i think a couple that should be in. all right jt over to you i can't believe i'm going to say this but i agree with frank um they're absolutely <laughs> There's there's so many players that that should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, like that should actually make it to the Hall of Fame, and we know for a fact that they're not going to get in the Hall of Fame. I like Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. If you were popular and you had a really good career and good statistics and you know a really good career, you should be in the Hall of Fame if you have the Hall of Fame yeah. members to support it. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty big. We're we're gonna talk about Mr. Rose tonight too. We that happened the last time we did the Hall of Fame conversation about a year ago. Um, and, and I have a, a take on this that I think, yeah, a Andrew says absolute facts. By the way, if you guys are watching, and then Manny, I'm going to bring you up. If you guys are watching, again, Twitter sucks at comments. Get off of Twitter. I mean, watch it on Twitter, but also get your comments in on Facebook and YouTube so we can actually be a part of the conversation. Um, there you go. Manny, is baseball too strict with who they put in? Uh, 100% yes. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, baseball is a sport about tradition. Um, everything you do has to follow the tradition and the classic customs that they have. And if you veer off from that, you are definitely saying yourself you're a death wish in terms of getting into the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you look at the the ballot itself, like three-fourths of those people in there are basically has some type of like bad reputation, either because of steroids or, you know, 
off the field shenanigans or even on the mm-hmm. field shenanigans. And that right there is always a red flag for the ballot, uh, for the Hall of Famers not to induct you in. Um, I hate it because, again, like you right. said, you have these amazing players. And if you look at the ballot again, like these are amazing players that I grew up watching. Um, right. Everybody else did. And uh, to see them in their 10th, 9th, 8th year on, in the ballots, that's pretty scary. I mean, especially if you're in your 10th year and you know that this is make or break and you're not yeah. going to do it because of something that you did when you were younger, that's pretty sad. And again, the stats are there. And yes, that's from back in 1980 are way different from stats that are um, 2021. But, you know, to hit a home run as a major leaguer, like, let's be honest, like, it's tough. It's a tough, feat. it's not an easy feat. So, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. Like, it's uh, the Hall of Fame should have changed their format somehow. Um, either the writers' nominations should be not be there, or they should have like at least a limit of X amount of players. Let's be honest. Uh, the sport is a, I won't say a dying sport, but it's losing interest for the little pettiness that they have in terms of Hall of Famer. Like, oh, this person, you know, did steroids back in the uh, early '90s, and now he's not gonna get in because of that, or, um, or he did something off the field like a like. I'm not condoning DUIs, but like something like that, that, right. affected, that you know, did not affect him in the sport, but yet he's going to be grounded for that one completely. I think the one thing that a couple of you guys said was the idea of the writers having too much power. And I have right now, I'm going to put it up on the screen. I don't know how much we're going to be able to see it. This looks like an absolute hot mess. And I understand. Um, <laughs> but what this is, is the major league baseball NL MVP ballot. Okay. And I know this floated around on Twitter. So I'm just going to kind of point out that you can see what chapter, basically where they write for next to their name. So let's call it like it is. You have Jim Salisbury, Philadelphia, Matt Breen, Philadelphia. They both put Bryce Harper as the MVP. Why? Because he's from Philadelphia. But you go to some of these other places. You go to Atlanta. They have Bryce Harper as fourth, but they have Trey Turner as first. Trey Turner did not get a single other first place vote. Why? Trey Turner used to be Atlanta Brave, correct? Yes. Right. There you go. You can And you go through this. So Miami, they love Tatis. They also love Harper. They kind of played it a little fair. San Diego, Tatis. San Francisco, Crawford. Why? Because he like it, it's it blows my mind how homerish some of this stuff is. So couldn't the argument be, hey, it's the same thing with the Hall of Fame voting? They're voting not based on credibility, not based on stats, not based on impact to the game, but voting based on they played for my team. Well, it's always been a popularity contest, no matter what sport it is. Sure. But like, but like, and the reason I say no to that whole thing is because I just don't want to see very good players. Like, I I think Hall of Fame is a group of guys that have set themselves apart from the rest. Like, great players, and mm-hmm. if, if you have ten very good players and three great players, I think those three great players deserve to get in over those ten very good players. Guys that you know may not have the same impact as those other three guys that's that's the reason why i say no 
Um, I just okay. So, but to to your point, and I and I love what you said. But my question comes in then mm-hmm. with with the major league baseball ballot. They give you a certain amount of years, and then they pull you off the ballot, right? Should right. that also be the way they do things? I think that they should. I, I think yes, be only because. Okay, I'm gonna say yes only because I think baseball has been such a, a a sport that has been around for so many years and popular for right. so many years. But I think that ten years might be a little too short. Okay. So I think I think if they if they were to stretch that part, I'd be all right with that. But like. Like I said, like on Monday, it's crazy. Like I, on our show Monday night, I said that it's crazy that Mariano Rivera was the first unanimous like voter or, or, or player voted in ever. Like Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, like just they they were not unanimous. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just crazy. Because and, and, think about it, like if you're a Yankee, the guy right. from Boston's not voting for you. For sure, for sure, it's definitely a popular. But I, I feel like baseball of, of all the sports is probably the most respectable too you know what i'm saying like i i, I can't okay. even give a player off the top of my head uh uh that, Derek that jeter I, Derek I don't hate, jeter I don't hate Derek jeter. Jeter. no but he I'm, wasn't I'm, he wasn't a unanimous either, he wasn't was a he? unanimous pick though no, no there was one somebody looked at Derek jeter arguably the greatest shortstop in the history of the game he was arguably right. and you're talking about you know guys like ozzy smith you, i mean you're the list of shortstops is incredible but Derek Jeter is arguably the greatest championship-winning shortstop in the history of the game. And somebody sure. still went, nah. Do you think that one person that went nah did it not because he didn't like Derek Jeter, yeah. but because he was always going to be known as, I'm the one person that said no to Derek Jeter. I'm and the I reason he wasn't unanimous. And I think it's because they knew he's going to get in. Could my vote go somewhere else? Or I already know this guy's getting in. I'm going to not give him my vote. I mean, it, it's it, honestly in any sport, it's really stupid the way that people vote. But I mean, and and that might that that probably should change too the people who vote. But I yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that a little bit. I mean, I'm looking at an article and it said the voter who did not check the shortstop name on his decided to keep the decision private because then they also get the choice to not put their name out there. Okay. So he didn't do it for notoriety. He just it makes sense. Maybe, I mean, like he said, like like Dom said, maybe he gave his vote to somebody else that because he knew Derek would get in. Yeah. So hey, let me give my vote to this other guy and maybe help him get in. So we know everybody's going to vote for Derek Jeter, right? I, yeah. Just boo. I I come on. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's pretty pretty crappy, but like, it, it, I mean, just the way that the guys that vote and the way they vote and like the way they keep. You know, even the political stuff, like, you know, they don't vote for these guys. Like T.O., like look at T.O. Uh-huh. Because he was a, he was a, a a crappy person to a couple writers, they left him off. Like that's the politics of it, and it's like that's the kind of crappy part of it. So should it be writers? Okay, JT, what do you talk about? What you got? He's right. Like I think the whole algorithm should change on how people get voted into the into the Hall of Fame. These, these people, they take things personal, and it affects votes and stuff like that. It just it makes no sense to me at all. It's it's annoying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's, it's so tough because you want to assume that the writers are doing this with, you know, integrity, right? But mm-hmm. even – I think this is my problem now. We talk about how baseball is a game that 
for the most part, has gone unchanged for 150 years, right? There hasn't been like the drastic change minus like DH or no DH. Or adding instant replay. <laughs> How? Or adding instant replay, you know? So the fact that writers are still the ones doing it when writing and newspaper articles and even online writing is a dying medium, should it switch to broadcasters and sports um, on-air personalities instead of writers? Not Philadelphia on-air. Not <laughs> Philadelphia on-air. No, I don't want to yeah. see Angelo's. I don't want to see Angelo's Hall of Fame ballot. Please, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be good on that. Please. But again, should it switch? Because again, writing is a dying medium. No one reads the newspaper anymore. It should switch. It, it absolutely okay. has to switch in some way because, like you said, there's there are no more baseball writers, not in the way that we grew up with where, you know, I, I get the Inquirer on Sunday. I look forward to the Inquirer because it was like a 10-page sports page, and I would sit there and read through the sports page and read the articles, and you knew who the reporters were, and, and you looked forward to reading that stuff. Well, that's all gone now. Now it's everybody has an online blog. Everybody has a podcast. Wink, wink. Everybody <laughs> is. Oh, I know. <laughs> but everybody has an opinion. Who, who, who is it that should be the people to vote it in? Should you, should it be the veterans committee, the current people standing in the hall of fame, or should it be internet bloggers and, and, you know, switch it up every year and, and maybe take a pool from here and a pool from here. So like I'm looking at the, I'm, I'm looking at the, the national league MVP voting again. Right. And I'm looking at these names and if they're the same names and again, it's like 395 people get to vote. Right. So Jeter got like 394 out of 395. So it's a pretty big sample size. But like, as I look at this, I'm not seeing like Mark Bowman, I MLB.com, Paul Newberry, the associate press, Steve Gilbert, MLB.com. Robert, I don't know a lot of these names. I scroll down the list, and the names that really jump out to me, because from Philly, Jim Salisbury, Matt Breen, okay. Tim Kirkjian, Ken Rosenthal. Like, Jason Stark isn't on here. Really? No. I think, I think he used to be. He stepped down, like, yeah. okay. 10 years ago. But so that's, 10, but that's my point. Ago. Like, out of the, the notoriety of it all, I, I, don't, I don't care what Mark Puma thinks. See, I, I see. See, He's I, from I the agree. New York Post. I, I agree with Frank, though. I, I think I think it's with that idea that I that it should be guys who are already in the Hall of Fame or the committee or, or whatever it is, because I feel as though that if I don't know, give me a Hall Mariano Rivera. If Mariano yeah. Rivera sees the ballot, I think I trust his opinion more than I trust a guy who is because they played me his against opinion. the guy, right? Right, they played the game. They yeah. know how to, even if they never even played against him, like they know the game. Like they literally played it at, at a Hall of Fame level. And like like I, I just don't I don't know if I trust a guy where he makes a living off of his opinion. I mean, that's yep. what I'm doing too. I mean, I'm not making a living, but um <laughs> but I'm out here spewing my opinion. I just don't know if I trust people who write an opinion for a living to vote um for MVP or Hall of Fame. Right. Manny, what were you going to say? You look like you had a thought. I, I do, because we're talking about, like, you know, all this stuff about MVPs and, like, the writers and so forth. But, like, I look at the the, the ballot itself, and I'm looking at the percentage of uh, percentages to get to the mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, and you got to be, like, what, 
or something like that to get. 80, I think it's higher than that, isn't it? Like 85, 75, 80 percent. Like it's it's ridiculous. But like Kurt Schilling on his this is the 10th year, he got 71 percent, but he's not getting in because of the whole steroid supposedly use. Like why do we are uh, why are we hesitant to push him into the Hall of Fame? His stats are amazing, great. Like he basically ride the whole team. Barry Bonds, okay, granted that uh, he, you know, did or did not use did not 75%. Use yeah, you were right. Like, you know, he made a major impact. He basically hit, you know, he broke Babe Ruth's record, he broke Hank Aaron's record, he broke uh, Mike McGuire's record. Yes, granted that he used some performance enhancing. But yeah. that was the but, time. But, but that's the that's what I'm saying. Like that's the time. Like think of those, that day, those you know that era where you were enjoying those home runs, those bombs, those crazy pitches. Right. Think of the era. I remember that summer. Yeah, like it was fun. Granted that now we know what happened, but back in the days it was like, oh my god, Barry Bonds broke you know Hank Aaron's record. You know that's the biggest thing. And again, like sports writing, like, sports writing is a dying breed. Like, yes, should we should they change it? Agreed. And should I change it to more of like a a like a fraternity type of thing? Like pick a hundred players, they pick the 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 Hall of Famer for that year. If it's one, you know, like Dom said, like I it's more credible that way compared to these sports writers that like right. you know you don't know who is from the associated press. Like, where does he come from? Why should I why should I believe him over you know, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, or even, like, you know. So, like, for, for me, like, I have to look at, okay, imagine that I was asked, hey, Chip, you're going to pick the Hall of Fame. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. What are my qualifications for making the Hall of Fame? And for me, it's, are you a game-changing player? Did the game change because of what you did on a field? Whether it was pitching, whether it was hitting, whether it was running. You know, Ricky Henderson changed baseball. He changed baseball because of how he stole bases. If you had, I mean, I look at this list and I saw a couple of these guys. I'm like, they were good. They were good. You know, Jeff Kent was a good baseball player. Was he Hall of Fame worthy? Probably not. Can I add something to that too? Really quick? Yeah, absolutely. So... I agree. I think it should be people who are set apart from others that change the game, right? But I also agree that like it, it it's got to be over. It can't be over a five year span. Like look at Todd Helton. Todd Helton yes. was a very good player. He had five great years, but because of his position, like obviously a second baseman or a shortstop is not going to hit forty homers and one hundred and thirty RBIs, right? It's just kind of not the nature the nature of their position. But Todd Helton, like as a first baseman, Ryan Howard. He got hurt. Like, if they did uh-huh. that for 10 years, yes, they're Hall of Famers. A lo- they're lock Hall of Famers. Albert Pujols did it for 10 years. Like, that, I, I think... He's I still think doing it. Right. And I just think... I mean, he's my favorite baseball player of all time, but... I, he's I'm insane. Tw- I'm 25, so I, I, I didn't see Barry Bonds, and, and you know what I'm saying? I saw the tail end. But yeah. um, um, I, I, just, I just think that... You have to do it over a certain amount of time. Like you can't put in five great years and argue that Todd Elton's a Hall of Famer. He's a he was a very good player. Came in like third, second or third, um, in M- in the MVP race in like mm-hmm. two thousand or whatever it was, two thousand one. But a very good player. He just didn't do it long enough for the nature of his position. Like Chase Utley was a very good second baseman. I think Utley is arguably the tenth or twelfth greatest second baseman ever. 
the nature of his position, he has good stats for that. I don't know if he'll get right. in. I don't know if he'll get in. Maybe. I think he should. But I, Ryan Howard, I don't think he should because of the nature of his position, and he didn't do it for long enough. Jimmy Rollins, to me, should be the lock. Wow. Manny, so, what you got? I mean, I, I, yes, it should be great and so forth. And, like, you know, five-year span is not, a, it's not enough to, you know, grade the caliber of a player so that in that was like yes but even so like you know they're denying people for things that like you know they did at the end of the day like or you know they yeah it's 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 punitive right the punishments are punitive yeah so it's not punishment to like with and again pete rose pete rose should be a hall of famer pete rose was the greatest player of his generation politics yeah, but the politics of it all. So they're they are straight up punishing him. But meanwhile, they didn't strip the Houston Astros of their World Series title. They didn't strip the Boston Red Sox of their World Series title. They didn't. So, and some of those players are going to make the Hall of Fame. So yeah. how can you punish one without punishing another? You shouldn't. You shouldn't, JT. What? Well, yeah. Go ahead. You really shouldn't. I mean, like you said, game changing players should be in the hall of fame i remember when i was a kid and it was that mark mcguire sammy sosa home run battle they would yep. stop other shows while broadcasting to go live yes, they would when either of these two players were up at, at bat like that's game changing that's that's unbelievable yeah and it just doesn't make sense it's generational yeah exactly you know See, andrew silverman saying his dad would never visit the hall of fame until pete rose was in i agree I mean, let's great man. He met. He did a mis- He made. He made a mistake with the whole gambling and all. It was a mistake, no it doubt. Was, it was a massive, massive mistake. mistake. Gambling is legal but, now. It's yes. legal now. You, you, everything, every single TV show, every sports TV show, eat the Flyers pregame shows. They promote yeah. betting. Every radio. I just said show. in our podcast all the different ways you can bet and gamble. Mm-hmm. Kurt Schilling. The only reason Kurt Schilling's being held out, and I disagree with him being held out is because of the, the political and the, the insensitive things that he said. And, and he really didn't, he really didn't back off of it. He kind of doubled down and yeah, and he really dug himself a hole and, and Pete Rose kind of did the same thing, but I think Pete Rose's situation is different. And Barry Bonds, if Barry Bonds retired in 1998, he would have made the hall of fame just on his numbers before the steroids alone. Mm-hmm. I, I think wow. he 100% needs that, to go in. I, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think he was good. A very good player. A very good player. He a was, very good player. I don't know if he was Hall of Fame caliber until he inflated. He, I agree completely. He had 411 home runs before he started taking steroids. Yeah, but how do you know okay. when he started taking steroids? Well, they alleged they, okay, they, they, they right. alleged <laughs> 1998 as a round. Yeah. But, All right. The Maguire-Sosa thing... That was also huge because the baseball strike gutted the fan base of baseball. And McGuire helped bring fans back to the game. That alone is game-changing because it brought the crowds back to baseball. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, at first I was all, you know, when this all first started with the steroids thing, and yeah, I was a purist, and I was like, no, 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 no. But the more you think about it, who didn't like watching Barry Bonds hit a home run? I mean, yeah. not against your team, but. Same thing with McGuire. Like they were moonshots. And how much they pitched around these guys, they still eventually made the most of their opportunities. Um, I think it's important. So 
we're going to get back into this in a second. Dom, I know your, your time is somewhat limited, so I'm going to bring the ballot up. Okay. And what I want from you, again, I'm not going to let you pick more than five because, again, it's baseball. So, they, hold on. Yeah, your, your co-host, the steroid era was the best thing to happen in the major league. Bonds, Sosa, McGuire should all get it. All right. So, Dom, the ballot is yours. This is the current ballot. Now, underlying names are in their final year, and you'll notice it's all steroid guys. Guys in italics are in their first year. You can pick a minimum of three, maximum of five. Okay, so I actually have a list too. Um, I think I'm going. Okay, are we talking about getting in this year? I am talking. Dom, they have sent you a Hall of Fame ballot. They would like to know what Dom from Fired Up wants to do. All right, I I can give you five. I've got Kurt Schilling, who is at that seventy-one percent, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm going to go Kurt Schilling. I'm going to go... This one might surprise people. Uh, Andrew Jones. Uh, wow! Yeah. You're going to have to explain think, that one. I think he is, of my generation, the greatest defensive center fielder of the early 2000s. Like, just the early 2000s. Um, I would say... David Ortiz. Um, Jimmy Rollins. That And that might be the homer in me. Um, and you know what? <laughs> it's acceptable. You know what? He's at fifty-two percent from last year, so I'll, I'll go Scott Rowland. Ooh, there's the unhomer in you. Yep. Youch. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I don't you even went, remember go him Jimmy as a Philly. Rollins. Also, Scott Rowland sucks. Right. No, no. I and I don't even remember him as a Philly. So, very, very vaguely. All right. So, explain the Scott Rowland one then, because again, you kind of said the Andrew Jones. You kind of explained yeah. each of your things. But the Scott Rowland one's kind of jumping out to me. Why I, Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame? I think he is one, and, and that, that I'm saying this as somebody who I think he is on that teetering. Can he get in? Sure, but I, I just I don't know. I just I just think he was one of the best third basemen at, at at the time, um, one of the best players in position at the time. Um, I don't know. I just I just I thought he was a very good player, I, or, or or more than a very good player. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think it just kind of stuck out to me a little bit. All right. I'm trying All to right. go interesting here. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go. You know. I'm trying to make people say wow. Okay. <laughs> so here you yeah, go. Congratulations. Pull three names off this list that do not deserve to be here. Uh. Jeez. Oh, okay. See, um, you were unprepared for that. I was like, have this one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> that don't deserve to be Tim Hudson probably. Okay. Um. Jake Peavy was good. Uh. Yeah, that name, I'm going to be honest, that one surprised me that he even made the finalist here. Carl Crawford, maybe? Yeah. So you're not a big fan of some of these new guys coming in. No, I mean, they, look, that, that, that was that was when I grew up, you know, 2005 to 2000, you know, to, to now, really. I mean, 2004 to 2000 now, so like, or to 2021. But, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that from everything that I said um, about, you know, them being, being better than the rest, they just don't. They're just very nice players. They're not better than the best. They're not better than the best. Dom, my man. Um, all right, who's got the next shot at this? I'm leaving it up there. Who wants the next run at it? I need I'll, three to five Hall of Fame players. They sent you a ballot in the mail for you to fill out. I'll, I'll take a shot at it. Let's Go ahead, Manny. Do your thing. All right. So the three that I think should be Hall of Famers, uh, you know, I said Kurt Schilling. Talk about that guy and Barry Bonds, um, just because they were game changers in that in that perspective. But 
can okay. the whole thing. Um, my Yankee is in there, and this is where the bias comes into play. Andy Pettit. I mean, let's be honest. Without Andy Pettit in the you know, um, two thousand and okay. the the uh, nineteen late nineties, early two thousands, uh, Yankees, they wouldn't have done much without him and his pitching performance. Um, and uh, you know, as as much as I hate saying this one, you know, Uh-oh. Big Poppy, you know, he he's the basically the body of Red Sox Nation. Even though you know he came later on his late well, I don't say later in his career, but he was at Expo and him and um, Ramirez were, were both really good at over there. And then when he came to Boston, he actually blew up to what he is today um, in itself. So I, those are the main ones I have. I mean, for the other part of it that you mentioned, uh, people that don't deserve it, Jake Peavy, good player, not the greatest player I think it is, Jeff Kent. Um, Omar Vizquel, I mean, he was a great defensive player, great shortstop, uh, uh-huh. player, but his batting, you know, he was always the number seven, seven, eight, nine hitter for that reason alone, because he could get you that butt, get you on first, get on first base. But other than that, he was not going to, you know, clean up any bases or get that lead or get that RBI in. And that's so you know, let me kind of ask you a question with that, because I think of. You mentioned the batting lineup, and I think of a guy like Carlos Ruiz, who is not on a ballot and will never be. Yes. Right? But when it came – because, again, he hit, like, absolute garbage. Yes. And, and like, in the sad – if but, we go into that perspective, literally we have to be like, you know, Carlos Ruiz did his job, and he's a good No, player. no, no. When it came to calling a baseball game, he was brilliant. He yes. was an absolute genius when it came to calling pitches. One of the best I have ever seen. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, behind the play, he was a genius. You know, batting at the play, he was basically, you know, me and a beer league game. <laughs> not, I'm not going to lie on that one. But again, it's one of those things like, you know, you're looking for the overall rounded player. You know, if you want to call it that way, you know, yes, Barry Bonds wasn't a, he was. A really decent. Uh, he was a liability in the outfield later on in his career. Yes, later on in his career, where he couldn't run, you know, to get a fly, a pop fly. That was a big problem. Because of that pumpkin head. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you want to call it that, I mean, Omar Vizquel, great. Again, great, great defensive player. Great defensive player. I love them in, you know, watching his highlights, especially when, like, you know, you see it on Sports Center late at night, going one of those crazy, you know, over the head, jumping, throwing to uh, the first base and so forth. But to me, you know, you're talking about something that impacted the game and he didn't really impact the game. Same thing with, you know, Gary Sheffield, great batter, amazing batter. Put him in the outfield. Where is he? I I don't know. I remember emulating his swing quite a few times. He was a game changer for me. That that big, you know, elbow cock thing. I remember emulating his swing and playing baseball. Exactly. But again, when it comes to defense, you know, it was like, oh, it's going to right, right field. Like, where's, where's Sheffield? And it's like, oh, he's actually in the dugout. So then by your definition, half these first basemen should not be on here because first baseman doesn't require you to be a good defensive player. Uh, they got the – I mean, if you want to go that way, I mean – I mean, and by that point, David Ortiz, who barely ever played the field because he was able to play DH. Exactly, and, and that whole thing. 
But even that Prince Fielder, I mean, he's one of the greatest first basemen of all time because the dude can do, I would say magic, but he was actually a really decent uh, defense, decent defensive player that made the play, you know, did that stretch, do all that crazy yoga stuff that he always did, and then get on the plate and, you know, smack one, you know, to the pool at uh, the Bruce Field. So, you know, it's one of those things that's like, you know, yes. Uh, Going back to the you know the writers thing, it's all about opinion at the, at the end of the day. I mean, I hopefully that they, they realize you know my yes, it's my opinion, but at the same time, like you know, let's try you know can't compare apples to oranges every time, especially with some of these players that are on the ballot, and some of them do deserve to be in there, even if it's a nomination. Like let's be honest, like they they worked their butts off and they got there, right? So. I know, and Andrew, I agree. Ken Griffey Jr. is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Of all time. All right, Frank, I know you're going to have a slightly different perspective on this because, you know, you saw Pete Rose play. So give me your three to five. That was a nut. <laughs> Actually, um, I have a, a copy of one of his books signed by him. Oh, wow. He did an appearance at, at, at a Clover. Clover, the, it was a, it was a kind of like a... Uh, uh, almost like a Walmart. It was like a pre-Walmart at Cotman and Castor in Northeast Philly. He was there at one of the registers and my grandmother bought me the book and I still have it and it's signed. Anyway. See, all y'all laughed at that joke, but it turns out <laughs> Frank's like, wait, I remember back in the day at a Clover. It was it was a Clover. <laughs> there isn't anybody watching this show that knows what the hell a Clover is anymore. Except that, that, that is correct. When you say All right, so what? So five, five, uh, so five. Ma- minimum three, maximum five, and then uh, eliminate two guys who have no business being on this. So this is just this year, or this is well, just this year, right? This is they sent in the mail. Okay, the, the snail mail, as the kids say today, an email to Frank, right, to know who he thinks should be in the twenty twenty two Hall of Fame class. Uh, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens. I believe Roger Clemens absolutely deserves to be in it. Uh, David Ortiz. And um, weirdly, weirdly, Mark Tashira. What? He's one of my pull from the list, guys. Wait, yeah. before you go any further, before you go uh-huh. any further. So you picked Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling. Yes. All this, but you left Sammy guys. Sosa off. I did. I just personally You have to explain that one. Sosa. I just personally didn't like Sammy Sosa, but if 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 I need to add, if, if we're going to add, I mean, if I'm going to add Sosa, then you also got to talk about Alex Rodriguez. So, I mean, but he's not underlined. You you got rid of three of the four guys who are about to get their asses pulled from this thing. Correct. But you said, but Sosa can go. Sosa choke has one. been Sosa's actually been trending lower every year. He has something about him the people don't like, and he's just been getting lower and lower and lower every year. Uh, as far as pulling Billy Wagner and Papelbon, I, I don't, I don't mm. get it. I mean, I understand it, but I know relievers don't get a lot of love. Um, Joe but Angel, Mariano Rivera was the only guy who went unanimous. Right. But Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer to ever play the game of baseball. True. Very uh, true. Papelbon is the greatest crotch grabber. And Billy Wagner <laughs> is not okay. That's that's it. That's that's what you got. But 
as far as Tashira, because I know you're curious why Tashira. He had I'm over, very curious. He had over 400 home runs. He won an. Um, I don't think he won an MVP, but he he won a World Series. He had over 400 home runs. He was incredibly underrated as a player, and nobody talks about him at all. And I'm not a Yankees guy. I'm I'm an I'm an anti-Yankees guy most of the time. But I I think especially Schilling, Bonds, and Clemens. Clemens, I mean, they may be a-holes as people, but... But those aren't stats that you can correct. keep. That is a straight opinion thing. Correct. Yeah. Roger Clemens is one of the best pure pitchers in baseball history, as is Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling is one of the best postseason baseball pitchers ever. Yeah. And there's no, and as, as far as Pete Rose goes, I said it before, he absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. Whatever he did in the past, the betting, the gambling, whatever, let it go. He's the all-time hits leader. You have the all-time hits leader and all-time home run leader not in your Hall of Fame. That's huge. It's not great. No. It's, it's not great. And the way that he played the game, everything that he did while on the field, everything was right about it. 100%. Yeah. It was afterwards that ruined his, basically, his chances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. JT, talk some sense into it. Three to five. And then cut two down. Well, three to five, is, uh, to me, it's mind-boggling that freaking Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and someone else we were talking about aren't, aren't uh, in the Hall of Fame. Schilling, it's, it's, Sosa. Yeah, Schilling, that's it. Kurt Schilling, uh, Barry Bonds, and uh, Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. I mean, those are three names that come to mind, even if you don't know baseball. Those are three right. names that you know by accident, that's big. and they're not in the Hall of Fame. That just it, it's it blows my mind. I can't believe that that's an actual fact that we are able to say right now. It just makes no sense to me at all. It's it's ridiculous. Like I can't believe that they're not in the Hall of Fame, and, and they're what they're almost out. Is that what it was? Kurt so Schilling the underline means one. that they this is their final year on the ballot. If they don't Kurt make Schilling. the seventy five percent today, they will or in this year they will be removed from the ballot. See, like you said, game changers. Game changers that change the sport should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa, 100%. And I didn't like him, but he changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just makes no sense to me. And, and just that, that statement alone should absolutely prove that the, it needs to change the, the way that, that they pick who goes into the Hall of Fame, especially in baseball. Plus, baseball is going to lose popularity again. Isn't there a potential, like, Lockout looming for next season, anyway. Yes, so there is. Lose, yes, there you're going to lose more popularity that way too. Well, I mean, and think, and that's that's so important. Like, think about with hockey, right? How many fans did hockey lose when they had multiple strikes in like a ten year span? A lot. Hockey Ooh, still man. hasn't recovered from it. It's gotten to the point where if you listen to sports radio every now and then, they get mad that they like people call in. They bring up they they get mad because they're not talking about hockey at all. Right. I, I, I do a Philly sports podcast multiple times a week and Monday nights. I've made a big deal about how, like, I didn't watch hockey for a very long time. I'm getting back into it. I'm learning about the players. Somehow I'm in a fantasy hockey league. I'm getting my ass it. kicked Love because it. I know nothing about hockey. Calm. But again, it, 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 it's a fantasy in itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> I have, like, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin and, like, everyone else. I'm like, auto draft, auto draft, auto draft. <laughs> 
Corbin. Frank, I'll show you my my fantasy roster after all this, yeah. and you can try and make some sense out of the shenanigans of it all. <laughs> oh, I, I will, you poor boy. But again, it, you happen. talk about the strike thing, and I think that's really important, JT, because of the fact that hockey still in 2021, and the, the drafts were years ago, or not the mm-hmm. drafts, the, the strikes were years ago, mm-hmm. hasn't recovered. If baseball drops another strike they, or a lockout, they are going to struggle exponentially. There's a really good chance that's going to happen, though, right? Like, from what I hear, like, it's it's is up there. I mean, they can't come on to any little agreements, even little things they they're competing against or questioning the man, um, owners versus the players. So, so, so. Exactly. So, so and, and, and like at the end, like you know, we talk about like the Barry Bonds and Ryder Clemens and so forth. Like, why are we denying this part of the history of baseball? It's like, there. It's there. We did it. It's over. Like, we can't change the past. So why like deny those people? To do it, like yes, granted that it, it you know, we want to we want to put that whole that you know, cheaters never win and winners never cheat. But you know, like they were winners, they were winners. They, exactly, they they, they, they kind of proved that whole thing wrong. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm condoning it <coughs> myself, but that's what it sounded like right now. Um, but <laughs> you know, like they did, they did their job. They entertain us. They put numbers. They you know they got people back to the seats to watch baseball. Yeah, you know. Exactly. You know and I actually have a question for y'all. Sure. I have a question. Even though you know we're all like obviously probably Philadelphia sports fans, and we didn't we don't like the Yankees. But I to break do. it down, do you think that Alex Rodriguez deserves to be in the Hall of Fame at some point? Yes. Some, yes. Unfortunately, first ballot. No. Exactly. Just just for for marrying J Lo. There's that. <laughs> right. yeah, right so by that, you know who ben else get in the Hall of Fame? You know who else belongs in the Hall of Fame? Ben Affleck, He's Pete Davidson. Okay, that's a whole. That's a whole, that's a whole other story. Yeah, man. Like, that's a the whole amount of girls story. that he bags looking like he does is ridiculous. Go ahead, moving on. Yes, but that's a whole <laughs> I do. I think I think Alex Rodriguez. As much as I don't like him, see exactly. You don't like him, but you, you got to give him credit percent. where credit's due. Because again, you want to talk about game changing the contract that he signed at the time, uh-huh. re- it changed baseball because now it's commonplace to get paid that absurd amount of money. But A Rod was the first. But yes, look at look at the lineup. Look at the lineup that he came from before he went to the Yankees. How terrifying was it to face uh Bombers uh, Row? It was no, I'm I'm talking about Griffey, him, and um oh, yeah, Martinez. Yes, Jay Buhner. Yeah. Jay Buhner, the yeah. four of them, that was brutal to have to face. That's game changing. That I, I as again, my personal opinion, I don't like Alex Rodriguez. I don't like mm-hmm. anything about him. But nope. as a pure <laughs> statistical baseball only thing, he a hundred percent deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. See, and that's that you would make an actually decent person to see who would go into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Take, take things personal, yeah. and it they. They, you know, ridicule people for that, and they keep them out of the Hall of Fame because of that. Yep. I'm actually a Yankee fan, and I don't like him as a person, but as a player, like the whole aspect, you know, the fact that he went from shortstop to third base to go to a winning team and take that leap. Yep. That right there is, it was never heard of. Like you always heard a superstar staying in his position, and I don't care who, like what team he is, he's gonna be in that position. The fact that he was like, you know what, I'll take third base. You know, I'll be, I'll. I'll go, you know, 15 mm-hmm. feet to the to the right, and I play that spot and do it for what 10 years and do it and, well and at a high level. Yeah, yeah. At a high level. That's it's crazy. 
Does he deserve a Hall of Fame spot? Yes. Will he do it in the first year? I doubt it. Again, it's just one of those things that like people are going to be like, well, it's Alex Rodriguez. You know, he did all this, all that stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what people think. You're not going to see any of these steroid guys get in. You're, you, one of them has to get in to break that barrier. If, Absolutely. if Bonds, if Bonds Absolutely. makes it in, Alex Rodriguez 100% goes in. Oh, but yeah. if if these And if Bonds guys, doesn't make it in, there should be no other player who ever's ever tested positive for steroids that ever makes the Hall of Fame. Which I think unfortunately that's, I think that's pretty fair, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. he is your home run lead. So you're looking at after this season, because let's call it like it is, Barry Bonds will not make it in. You are looking at your all-time home runs leader and your all-time hits leader in all of the history of baseball not being in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Correct. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. See, uh, that's that's just, insane. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. let that's me, insane. Let me ask I'm you. I'm not condoning steroid use. I am not. But no. it was what it was the norm for the time. And as I said before, if you are going to not strip the Houston Astros of their World Series title when they were caught openly cheating the whole way, then you're not going to strip the Boston Red Sox of their World Series title for openly cheating. Then you cannot punish any cheater. And beer. Remove remove the Black Sox scandal from the 1900s. Please, Frank, you were there for that. Talk about that I for was. a second. So, all right. Back, back then, <laughs> tickets were a quarter. And <laughs> let me so, – so, <laughs> so let, yeah, let, me, let me ask – So, for those of you that don't know, Frank and I have busted each other's chops uh, for like a good part of a decade and a half always. now. So, Hey, I'm in on that too. I always bust Frank. I love that. Well, um, I know. I'm just saying. If everyone's watching, like, oh my god, this is getting bad, right? Oh, Kate just chimed in. Ouch! What's up, Kate? There it is. <laughs> Kate, let me ask you a question. As homers and and as a Yankees fan, I think it's gonna be the same question you're about to ask. Go ahead. The Ryan Howard Jimmy Rollins thing, right? Yeah. All right. Wait before we ask that question because I want to ask that question. Yes. JT, you have to pull two from the list. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. uh, pull two. That do not have any business being on this list. Jaeger I'm pulling Papelbon. Okay. 100% pulling Papelbon. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking Tim Lincecum off too. Yeah. I agree, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think I think a lot of these first-year guys are just like, hey, we had to put some guys on there that were pretty big careers. Um, yeah. Like he has, yeah. he has a name. He was, he was the best pitcher on his team. Yeah. But he won I mean, two Cy Youngs and then he disappeared though. So yeah, pretty much fell off. Yeah, went back to that dog oh. thing, the five year span, and then next thing you know, he's just like mediocre okay. at best. Right, like so to switch sports for a second, you want to talk about um the idea of what a couple great years can do for you. Odell Beckham Jr. is a mediocre receiver in the NFL. Exactly, right? he had yes. a couple great seasons, incredible seasons with the Giants. Went to the Browns, has fizzled out, and then got traded to the Rams based on what he did as a giant, not what he did as a Ram, and or yes. not what he did as, as a Brown. He had did a he couple have, great seasons, and he's turned into multiple paydays. Did he have great seasons, or did he have great games? Yeah, he great had a great flash. couple highlights. Yeah, so he had, a, he had a couple flashes in the pan, if you, if, that's, if you ask me. Right, but think about how many contracts he signed. So I think the idea of consistency has to be factored in. Which is why you look at a guy like Barry Bonds, you look at a guy like Roger Clemens, you look at a guy like Kurt Schilling, you look at a guy like Sammy Sosa. They were consistently super, super excellent. You look at a guy like Andrew Jones. He was consistently good. I don't know if I would say the – I mean, you look at a guy like Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds, I thought, was an exceptional defensive center fielder at the same time. 
He's not even on this list. I did like Manny that. Ramirez was an incredible part of baseball. Yes. Thanks. An incredible Tor part of baseball. Tory Hunter should not be on this list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Andy Pettit should be on this list. Jake Peavy, no. Justin Moore, no. 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 I, at this point, Bobby just... Abreu, no. Oh. I, he, you know, he's I don't think he deserves to be in. He's borderline. He should be on the list, but he should not make it in the Hall of Fame. No. Yeah, no, I don't think he should. Really. That's the All thing. Right, Frank, you had a good question. I want to hear it. Yes. So, locally, we have two mm -hmm. players eligible this year for the first time. You have Ryan Howard and you have Jimmy Rollins. Two humongously Ooh. popular Philadelphia. This is tough. Who goes in out of the two of them? Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy. Does Rollins, Jimmy. Does, does Howard go in? Ever? No. No. I, no. I, no. Ever? I All right. So ever? No. I don't think. I don't think Howard deserves to go in ever. I think it goes back to what Chip said of uh, consistency. Jimmy Rollins was consistent, good player every yep. game, and yeah. There were so many times where bases loaded, Ryan Howard's up, and he struck out swinging. Wow. And he's paid millions upon millions upon millions to hit the ball very, very far in that situation. Yes. I mean, he did. He won the batting title or what? The home run title was rookie year or something like that? Yeah. Ryan yeah. Howard. I mean. Yeah. yeah, he won a lot of little awards, and he won a World as the years As the years went by, he down, like declined gradually. And Jimmy Rollins was solid most of his career. Even when he it's left. why, like, if you look at the idea of that second team, right? Ryan Howard, when he was done as a Philly, never really did anything ever again. No, no, because of that, because of his Achilles never healed the right way. But yeah. Jimmy Rollins went on to play a couple more seasons. Chase Utley, when he is eligible, will be a Hall of Famer because of how he played the game. Yep. And I agree. Didn't you know, they change Ryan rules Howard, because of him? Yeah. Because sliding into second base, like you had to, like, you couldn't slide out. Or because like he played or like he was because of born Up. and played in the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. Chase Utley in the early 2000s played like he belonged in the 1980s. And baseball had adapted from that, where now it's you can't do that anymore. As an umpire, there are slide and surrender rules. For literally, I can tell you now, I look at a play, if there's contact, I call the guy out. That doesn't happen before Chase Utley in the 2000s. Oh, no, yeah. I True. Mean, yeah. Game changer. There you go. Game changer. Game changer. 100%. Go ahead, man. You were going to say something. I apologize. I mean, Jimmy Rollins, for sure. I mean, he was a game changer. Not just, you know, for Philly, for Philly fans and, the you know, the whole World Series run. But even so, like, afterwards... When he went to the other teams, he was very consistent, and he was a go he was a go to guy. And it's one of the things that, like, you know, going back and looking back at that, like, you have those players that are game changers. Chase Utley, we talked about the the sliding rule. Um, you know, Ichiro when he goes into the ballot, he's I'm for sure Ichiro is a Hall of Ichiro. Famer because of everything he did in Japan before he even got to the yeah. major leagues. And then continued to do that and set the numbers that he did in yeah. such a shortened, condensed time frame. Ichiro is a great example. Exactly. So, uh, you know, talking about those numbers, there's crazy craziness that happens. They're game changers. I mean, like, you know, talk about young guys, Shoei Otani, like, first, well, first, second year in the league, and he almost wins the Cy Young and the Valley title in the same year. Like, 
who does that these days? You haven't seen something like that not until like Babe Ruth back in like the early 1900s. Like stuff like that. Those are major. Those are the things that we have to look at. You know. Mm-hmm. I said but Otani's got to do it for more than just one cool. season. He's he set the oh, bar. Yeah. He set the bar. Now we have to see if he gets keep going. You know, for the next. You know. He set a hell of a high bar yeah. for himself. It was oh, yeah. a stupid high. He bar. Really did. It I was mean, a stupid high bar. Sophomore season is going to be must watch. Yes, it's a must watch. But you and look that, at a guy like Mike Trout who. Has taken a severe drop off. Oh, yeah. He was injured most of the season. He was injured. Yeah, correct. Correct. Season, but right? He signed the big contract and he has dropped off. Mike yeah, Bryce Trout is responsible for that for that contract. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he so is. again, game changing situation. All right. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> Bryce Harper retires next year. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. And not just no. because I'm wearing his jersey right now. Ooh. Nah. No, no way. Uh, yeah. No, he's not. Two-time MVP, two different teams. That's why I say yes. Just on that, nah, he's got he's got much more to do. He's got he's got to win a championship, <laughs> or at least, or at least get to the championship. Yeah, yeah I I would say again, and, and it's not happening. So for those of you just tuning in, Bryce Harper is not retiring next year. This, yeah, this is not a hot take. This is not up. clickbait. This is not any of that bullshit. I apologize. But we're just talking hypothetically here. If he were to retire next season, I do not feel like he would be a Hall of Famer because, yes, he has the individual accolades. But if you look at Washington, after he left, they won the World Series. That hurts them big time. That hurts them big. Yep. I think that a team getting better because you're not there proves right away that you're not a Hall of Famer. Um, well, it doesn't yeah. help. I know, I mean, Levi, you got worried. I was throwing hot shit out there. Hot shit. Um, who, I, again, I, I want, I would love it to be nothing but, you know, Phillies up in there. But I don't think that Ryan Howard had a Hall of Fame career. I think he was on pace too. Yeah, I'll agree with that. He doesn't blow out that Achilles. They win that uh, yeah. series. And he goes, he absolutely goes in. He doesn't blow the Achilles. He learns how to hit a slider. Uh, we have a different conversation. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah we I mean, do. Jimmy Rollins, at his size, at his stature, at the way he played the game, the fact that he has the individual accolades, he has the World Series titles, he has the secondary team statistics as well. Some team was like, I want him on our major league roster. That didn't happen with Ryan Howard. I think that's some of the defining reasons why Jimmy Rollins – should be a Hall of Famer if you're picking a Philly. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, no, no. He's yeah. not getting in this year. He's going to no, get in in a couple so of years. I'll say five at most. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, it's obviously a point of contention. We just spent, you know, an hour and three minutes literally talking about a piece of paper, and we have such a wide array of decisions. It blows my mind. Um, but I think some of the things that we settled on was the way they're doing it now is not working. No, no, and it needs to be revisited. It won't be, but yes, it should. Be. It won't be because baseball doesn't change, except to say, "Oh, you shouldn't do those things," and "Oh, we're going to change. We're going to add this one thing. We're going to add this other thing." Like the runner on second, Frank. You're a baseball purist. How do you feel about the extra innings rule? I think it's the worst. It's it's as bad. <laughs> it's as bad as the shootout in hockey. 
It's what is this rule? Terrible. Oh, so in, in extra innings, a runner starts on second base now. So the last out goes to second base. <laughs> right. And so whoever, right. Because they don't want 17, <laughs> just trying 18 to get the game over with at that point. That's exactly. They don't want 18 in games anymore. That's what it was. That's what it was. Like the whole reason for that is to shorten the game so that way you don't spend three hours on a game, but if extra innings. And I, I mean, I've seen the good and the ugly on that whole thing. Um, the good being, you know, I get to go home 10 minutes. <laughs> the bad thing is, you know, one bad mistake error costs you the whole game. Exactly. Is this in the postseason too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the rule. Yeah. As, 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 Honestly, I'm also, I'm also not a fan of the JT uh, was so angry. He left. Yeah. I don't know if he meant to, I don't, I don't but he was so angry. He walked <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm also not a fan of the DH coming to the National League. Yeah, no, not. not like it, I like. He the was fact- so angry he walked out, but he's back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just froze back. <laughs> I. Kate is upset that you're just finding out. Yeah. I uh, I don't like the the DH coming to the National League because I think it takes. You really then? What do you need a manager for on a baseball team without? Okay, but I I have to ask a question. I love here. the DH this coming is- to the National League. I hate it. Hate it. I love it. Okay, I'm so sick of. You know, when pitcher gets up there, you know it's it's more than fifty percent going to be an out. Maybe. So I have to ask the question here, and this is something that has bugged me so much. How with inside the same league can you play with two sets of rules? That. I mean, <laughs> how can you do that? You have that. to pick one. You have to pick one. Well, it's coming. I mean, it's it's coming. There's no there's no there's no if ands or buts. It's, it's long it's, overdue. It's definitely coming, and I could push back all I want here. Mike, it's not going to mean anything. I just think it takes you're taking some of the moves away. You're taking some of the some of the 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 thinking of the game a little bit. You're you know you got a pitcher coming up. Do you want to put a pinch hitter out there? Do you got this guy warming up? You got this. Right, it takes all that away, but it also prolongs careers of guys that probably shouldn't still be playing. Ryan Howard should not have been able to play DH in the major leagues. Yeah, David Ortiz, his career was extended because of the position he played. And Albert Pujols extended his career. Now he's over in LA, and they put him back at first base. (laughs) Great. But is he still a first baseman in ma- at a major league level? Well, if Reese Hoskins is, he is. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Hurtful facts, but facts. Yeah. It's uh I, it's, I think I think the DH is a is a good move in the National League. Uh, yeah. It makes like you said, Manny, it makes some sense. Why is it why is it legal? Why is why are rules set of rules on one side different than the other side when you're in the same league? I I, mean, I, I, I still don't understand that. Know. If that case, you go historical on the whole thing. But at the end of the day, I think that the DH should be taken out completely. If you are from both sides, both AL and NL, if you're a professional player, you should play everything, not just be a specific site. Sample David Ortiz, designated hitter, all his career. You know, you're talking about players that, you know, pitchers that never picked up a bat since great or little league. Like, why should you focus on just the pitching and stuff? Like, why should you focus on just batting? Like, that mm-hmm. for me right there, like, you should be an all-around all, all player. Yes, can you have we, some? We talk about a guy like Shohei Otani. 
Think about how shocked we were that he's an AL player who's a pitcher and a hitter. Number right. two hitter. Game changer. Game changer, the whole thing. You know, and, go- and going back to that, you know, DH and the NL, um, you know, I like the whole, you know, backtracking myself on this whole thing. Putting that whole NL not having a DH gets a whole different formality. So that way when players or teams, they go from, you know, their AL sample, like the Yankees, go into the Mets, now there's a whole different game plan to figure out because they never had that. Same thing with right. the Mets. They go in there, they probably feel more at ease because now, you know, their pitcher doesn't have to worry about batting on that whole thing. And, like, it's a minor thing that we see it right now, but it's going to change a lot. The the, the 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 league and hopefully it goes for better. I mean, let's be honest. You know, I'm not gonna. It's not one of those things that like it. At first, the purists are gonna argue about it, and you know, 15 years from now, hopefully, nobody's gonna remember it. Oh, exactly. But they will because oh, yeah. one thing we know about baseball is it's so it is so statistically driven. It's so statistically driven that that's the thing that bugs me about the DH being you know, whether or not they have it, AL, NL, is because you're looking at a stat and they go, okay, but in the AL, they get these boosted numbers and pitchers in the AL have it tougher because they don't get to face that easy out. So the bat, the pitching statistics are different. And in the NL, the pitchers have to be better because they have, or they don't have to be as good because they get that easy out every couple of batters. And the idea of a bullpen game, the idea of a bullpen game to me is absolutely asinine. I hate that term. <laughs> but you saw it in the World Series. Yeah. Yep. We saw it. How many times <laughs> did we see it in home games here? Too many. Wait, I thought it was bad when I had to see J.A. Hat pitch. Actually, had a long career, didn't he? <laughs> he's still he's still pitching. He still pitches. Didn't he go to Toronto? I want to Doesn't say. Doesn't he have a World Series ring? I think so. J.A. Happ is 39 years old. He's currently a free agent. Um, Gotta love the internet. We'll sign him. We'll sign him. He's played for the Phillies, the Astros, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, the Pirates, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Twins, and the Cardinals. He was a World Series champion in 2008 with the Phillies and an All-Star in 2018 with the Blue Jays. Okay. Yeah. That's right. He did. He won with the Phillies. But I couldn't stand watching him pitch. Hamels, Hamels. And I would still prefer him over a bullpen game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know. It's just, it's tough. I think out of a, the one thing that I take away from this whole conversation, you guys have all been fantastic, is the idea of looking at a sport that is so rooted in history, not being willing to change at all. Not being willing to move with the times is why it is a dying sport. Exactly. But it only dies once it gets to the professional level. I mean, it skips over college entirely. Like the college World Series isn't a thing. Baseball's focus should be on who do the kids emulate. That's why one of the things that baseball does now, the Field of Dreams game, is brilliant to me. It is absolutely brilliant to me. Yes. That was really good. <laughs> I loved it. The base, World Baseball Classic. 
I mean, I met, I, I, I miss it, but like that right there, showing the talents of all the countries, and I guess some of them were, you know, blowouts and so forth. But just the fact that they trying their best to compete at the highest level, that right there, like that was fun. That's entertaining, you know, like right. Stuff like I, that, come back. I don't need seventy-five-year-old Hall of Fame baseball writers for their newspaper, like the San Francisco Chronicle choosing who belongs in the hall of fame who inspired me when I was a kid. Yeah. <clears throat> it's got to change. It it's got to change. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. all right. all agree I was hope I agree. I was hoping that my buddy Rick would jump, jump on. Uh, I want to spend like 15 minutes talking about the Eagles because they rock right now. Three game wins for them. They rock right now. They got a big game this week against a shitty team. Um, which of course means that it's going to be closer than it should be. Uh. And uh, <laughs> my question for you, fine gentlemen, is this. We all know what's going on with the Eagles. We understand that, you know, Jalen Hurts is, you know, quarterback of the few. I don't know. I'm going to play something. Let me start with this. I'm going to play something that I think we all need to watch because Dan Orlovsky is a guy that we quote a lot here in Philadelphia. Right? So I'm going to share this real quick. Give me two seconds. Let me make sure I got my sound on and everything. It's a Spider-Man trailer? Oh, sorry. Wrong it is not the Spider-Man trailer. This is not your show, Frank. <laughs> hey, the trailer is amazing. The question basically is, is Jalen Hurts officially the future quarterback of this team? Before I play this, just a yes or no. Manny, is Jalen Hurts the future quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? Moving, 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 forward, yes. forward, forward. Yes, he is the quarterback of the future. Frank, JT? Yeah. How do you do it? Three letters. TBD. Oh. Oh. I know. I am not 100% saying yes. He is to be determined. They're figuring out what they are right now, and now we have to look. Oh. I'm going to play this. I'm, I'm going to play this, and we'll chat, we'll chat more about this. This is Dan Orlovsky the day after the Eagles won. It's figured out. In your mind, that decision is made. It is not a question anymore. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback now. He is the quarterback for the future. This is a team that is winning while rebuilding. Yeah. Put those two, but that does not happen tough. in the NFL. Jalen Hurts right now in the last month has got the best QBR in football. They're using him the right way. That's They're the utilizing him as a weapon. He's become a runner. His scrambles remind me of Russell Wilson back in the day. Devontae Smith doesn't get covered. Dallas Goddard is great. Look at their schedule. They're in the playoffs. Flag will fly. And Jalen Hurts is the quarterback <laughs> of the future for the <laughs> That's the most important thing, the confidence in your quarterback, but also understanding how to use them. We've entered an era of football where it's not just about you plug and play a guy because you think he has a certain set of measurables like at the that. positions. It's about figuring out what he does well and catering your offense to that. And we've seen it with Lamar. Right? We've seen it with people like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. We've seen it with different quarterbacks, and we're seeing it now with the Philadelphia Eagles. They've figured out what makes him the best quarterback for this team. Not for any other team, and that's how you find success. Okay, JT, did they convince you? No. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. I mean, a little bit. All no, right, wait. Not even a little if, bit. Not even close. Go, go. All that convinced me is that they buy nice suits. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. I mean, he could he be? Yes. I don't think it's 100% a fact right now that he could be the quarterback of the future. 
Wasn't there a time where we thought Kevin Cobb was a quarterback of the future? No, there was not. No, there was absolutely not. There was absolutely not. There was nobody Frank in his hand. Frank, so yes. <laughs> no, there was no. If you have there, a four I, jersey in your closet, Frank, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, no. Yes, Levi, those are the percentages that they would win each of those games. Yes, indeed. Um, no, nobody thought Kevin Cobb was going to be the future of the team. Absolutely not. No. Come on now. I'm telling you right now. Come on, I, son. Look, it's it's going well for the past couple games, but this is Philadelphia. We'll, let's see. Uh, all I can do is see what happens. All we're doing is this season is seeing what they have going into the future. That's all it is. He definitely does have a number four jersey in his closet. There you go. See, Kate? Kate. No, <laughs> no number four. There's no number four jersey anywhere in this room. None. Mm-hmm. In that room. So it's a it's a McMahon jersey is what it is. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, wait. We got to talk. Hold on. I, and I know I don't know if he's watching or not, but Johnny Uleka, one of the co-hosts of the network, put up a post today. And I, I while you guys keep talking about this whole Jalen Hurts thing, I'm going to put this post up. He, Johnny woke up this morning and chose violence. Oh. That's what he did. Johnny woke up this morning and chose violence. I'm going to put this post up again. So JT, he's not the future. Frank, you say yes. Explain I why. Say I, I say. I said to be determined. determined. I say all right, right. All right. He's he's absolutely the future right now so i, I mean i'm i'm it, it's not in the wash i would never wash a jersey oh wait <laughs> i think i ever washed that tim kerr jersey dude come on oh wow so i i think he's the he's definitely the future this season yes after this season i i kind of kind of lean towards what jt said Yes, it's Philadelphia, but you have no idea what this general manager is going to do if he has three first-round draft picks. No idea. Miss on all They three. should not trade for Deshaun Watson. They should not. No, trade that, for we are Rogers. so far past that. We they are so. And Aaron Rodgers ain't coming here. No, Russell. No, they don't need. To Wilson's trade not coming here. Quarter. No, and they don't need to trade for one of these guys. I should they give him? I wouldn't throw contract at him yet. Uh, and last night on my show, I was on the show with Danny. We were talking Ghostbusters. Somebody chimed in at the end of the chat right before we left and said that they had signed Jalen Hurts to a seven-year, like $200 million deal. And <laughs> we bought into it. And we were like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And as soon as we I hate when that show, happens. I hate when that happens where you're like, oh, yeah, because I can't right. check it currently. And you're like. But I didn't. But no. And, and he doesn't deserve a contract extension like that yet. But you, Frank, he's the number one quarterback in all of fantasy football. Oh, well, well, yeah, of course. Fault. Let me, back, let me nothing. backtrack. Let me see if he gets it. Let me see if we get in the playoffs and let me see what he playoffs. does under real pressure. If yeah. we get in the playoffs, let me see what he does under real pressure. Yes. He's come a, come, he's come a long, long way this season. The offensive line is playing outstanding out of their mind, out of their mind. So for me looking at Jalen hurts. And again, I like him as a leader. I like him as an athlete. I don't know where he's at as a thrower yet. And as a quarterback in the NFL, I really am going to need him to be an excellent thrower of the football. They don't, they don't, they don't need him to be right now because they're having such success in the run game. And I heard when I turned my car on, it didn't connect to the Bluetooth right away. So I had to listen to 30 seconds of 94 one and it hurt my heart, but they were like, but they said to me, they said to me, cause they were talking, they said, Hey chip uh, on on the radio, but what they, (laughs) but they were like, 
Well, you know, Jeffrey Lurie's not going to handle, he's not going to take too well to this running game attack, and they're going to have to move on from this at some point because Jeffrey Lurie's not going to stand for them running the ball 50 times a game. And I went, shut the hell up. Stop with your agenda. Yeah. I mean, overall, at the end of the day, they, the winning games for the run game. If he's the quarterback of the future, I see him as like the development of like um, Jackson in Baltimore that like, he could at first season right not throw the ball. It's all about the option. He and, still uh, can't throw the ball great, but he's getting there. You know, granted, they took him years to get the whole thing. At the end of the day, like they've taken the offense right now and basically adjusted it to what he can and cannot do. And if you're a good coach, a great coach, you mm-hmm. will adjust to that position. Right now, they're granted it's Philadelphia again. But they're in a great <laughs> spot to make it to the playoffs. You know, and it, the the winning percentage that they have for each of their games, it, they have a very good chance. Look, out of the next five games, there is no game that they should not be favored in. Exactly. Well, except the Cowboys game. But. That's exactly. the next five. The I didn't say reason- the next six. I didn't say the next six. I said the next five. Five, five. Yeah. But guys, week 17. But the only reason we're talking about them as, uh, as postseason potential is because of the remaining schedule. Yes. Almost the That's it. So, but even what so, good like, teams could they beat right now? Well, they have, again, you can't see. I mentioned this on the post game show that I was on. And, Last season, when they were still talking about you know playoffs, and we were a three-win team, I, I didn't want to make the playoffs because it, of the somebody had to win the NFC East. Mm-hmm. This season, it's different yeah. because they they're going to do it with a winning record. They're going to do it trending upward, and that's when you get that playoff experience. I don't expect them to make the Super Bowl. No. I don't. They're not in the same caliber as Arizona or the Rams. Or even Dallas. I know. As much as it hates to say that. And that's okay. And that's okay because this was a rebuild year. The one thing I well No, I, no, no. That was my point. Yeah, that was but, my point. I'm okay with them making the playoffs this season. Yeah. I but, want them to. The one thing, JT, who can they who can they beat this season in the NFL and overall whole thing has been so crazy with the craziness of upsets and so forth that you cannot say, okay. They're gonna win against the Giants because it's it's still fifteen percent. The Giants might come in and kick their asses next week. Like no, true. they absolutely. Won't. And they, 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 they don't know, man. I mean, Jason Garrett. They, they might do. actually have an offense now. Uh, they yeah. might. Okay, they might come in. Well, they actually had a better chance with Jason Garrett because at least he's coached against the Eagles before. I'm not worried about Freddie Kitchens' offense. But, but it's Jason Garrett. Let's be honest. I mean. How many years he's been? He was down in Dallas, and he does the same thing you're doing right now. Like it's it's, it's the NFL this year has been so <laughs> complicated in terms of the teams that we think that might be great are horrible, and the teams that are horrible are actually pretty decent. I mean, let's be honest: the Steelers suck, the Browns are mediocre, and the Bengals are in first place. What the fuck is going on here? One hundred percent true. Like, so, I'm pretty sure we tied. I have to check it, so I do the weekly pickoff with the wife. That'll be tomorrow. But I'm pretty sure we tied. Um, she brings up movies and costumes. I bring up analytics, and she kicked my ass this week. So, again, I mentioned Johnny Johnny chose violence this week. Yeah. So he posted this. It says, you have to win to make the playoff. Who's your quarterback for one game? Bobby Hoying, 
<laughs> McMahon, Tim Tebow, or Barkley? Why? Why is this a thing? And I responded very nicely. Johnny woke up this morning and said, I choose violence. So there you go. Final question for you. Who's your one game quarterback? Forfeit. <laughs> I choose Jesus. Quarterback by committee? Bullpen? <laughs> quarterback by bullpen? This is just this hurt my feelings to see this. I'm still I'm actually angry at Johnny from 1017 this morning. Can we can we bring McNabb back for one game? <sighs> JT, who are you taking? <laughs> I'm going hoing. I don't know why. I'm just going hoing. Because he's the only one that doesn't look scared in the photo that Johnny chose. <laughs> Possible. But I'm going hoing. I don't know. 100 percent I'm going hoing. Oh God. Uh, it's a bullpen game. I'm, I'm taking Kevin Cobb, so that's it. <laughs> Would you s- I mean, you sir. got his jersey, sir. You brought it. You brought it to the table, not me, sir. Yeah, did. You, you were once a respected member of this panel, um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden this happened. I don't. I don't understand why he all of a sudden just. <laughs> there goes my I mean, dog. That was perfect. Right in my dog. Looks out. Oh, God. All right. Well, listen, it's been an hour and a half. I want to thank you, gentlemen, for, for chatting f- some serious baseball stuff. That was awesome. We've So I'm going to give you guys each a couple seconds to talk about where they can find you on social media or out in the real world. Um, so, JT, start with you. Talk about yourself real quick. What you got going on? Uh, I'm the lead singer Split Decision. Uh, we got tomorrow. We got the, the biggest night in the bar is back. So Thanksgiving Eve, we're at a place called Swig in Warrington. And then two other shows later this week. But yeah, everything's been going good and had an absolute blast tonight talking with you gentlemen and hope to do it again. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you, sir. Manny Fizzle Fizzle, what you got? Um, home, Christmas shopping, um, <laughs> turkey. Um, you find me on Twitter at Facebook, Fizzle Fizzle 86, and uh, hope to be back soon. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yo, Manny, we got Kutztown's got a big game this weekend, bro. I know we won the pack, so we got a big playoff game coming up and all that fun stuff. So maybe you'll hear from me on Twitter. Twitter. Frank, we, we busted some chops tonight, but what you got going on, my friend? I, I am absolutely not going anywhere near a bar tomorrow night. I think 25 years of that uh, has, has done me in, and, and I, I'm, I'm good. I don't need it. Um, you can find me every Monday night. Same so. Same platform that we're using here. Geek Spot News. That's that's where we're at. Uh, there's my Instagram down there. It's Gimzak on Instagram. Um, I, I, I'm glad I finally got a chance. I mean, we've been going back and forth about getting on here for for a while, and I, I you know, something always seemed to come up. I'm I'm thrilled that I got a chance to do this. This was absolutely the most fun I had tonight. All it took was moving it to a Tuesday. We're good. There we go. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Perfect. Um, and then before we also had Dom from Fired Up, a Philly sports podcast. You can check. Him out at Dom Console, so make sure you're checking him out. He was a great part, too. Um, yes, I agree, Kate. It is fun to bust Frank's chops. It is it was the highlight of my night. Um, so, real quick, again, I am Chip at Chip for the Birds. So, here's the rundown of shows uh, the rest of the way for the AAT Sports Network. So, tomorrow around 7, 7.15 will be the weekly pickoff with me and the lovely Tila Keggy, where she will boast and brag, and I will eat a whole big slicing of humble pie um, about making our football picks before Thursday's games. So Wednesday after that, we are talking to somebody who talks about the New York Giants or the New York football Giants. 
I don't even know why that, that that's just that's that's what they are. Um, we're going to talk about how they fired Jason Garrett, and I'm going to laugh at them um, because they have Daniel Danny Dimes as their quarterback, Daniel Jones. So that's tomorrow at like nine nine fifteen, and again before that is the weekly pickoff. I'm not sure if our our British people are doing the across the pitch on Thanksgiving. I know they're not a big fan of American holidays because undefeated in American revolutions. Go us. Um, <laughs> they're number one. USA, USA. USA. And then Sunday, we will be live at the West End in Quakertown an hour before kickoff, which is our home when the Eagles are away from home doing a live Pre-game show, lots of giveaways, food, prizes, all that good stuff. Um, and then after, we'll do our post-game show. I am Chip. And again, yes, the New York Giants are the worst. I hate them. Um, I'm Chip at Chip for the Birds. Again, Frank, JT, Manny, and Dom, I appreciate you. Thank you guys for coming on. We end every show here on the All About the Birds with uh, Go Birds. We didn't talk about them a ton tonight. Go Birds. And uh, we're out of beer, so we're out of here. Here is a commercial about your testicles it's the most wonderful time of the year the season of giving is upon us and manscaped is getting into the holiday spirit go to manscaped.com and use the code aatbirds for 20 percent off and free shipping on all your holiday gifties to help get you into the spirit we rewrote some of your favorite holiday songs to remind you of all their great products Shave your balls with gifts from Manscaped. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be smoother. Fa la 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 la. Buy some gifts today from Manscaped.com. Two free gifts for you from Manscaped.com. Grooming around. Your Christmas tree with the lawnmower 4.0. Your jingle balls need some fresh grooming, and it's the only way to go. Smoother balls, smoother balls. Use Manscaped Crop Exfoliator. Grandpa needs to trim his ears and nose hairs Cause he can't hear or smell us anymore You can say he could just use a razor But the Weed Whacker 2 is the way to go For the Jewish friends in your life Manscaped, Manscaped, Manscaped Shave your balls today And when they're dry and ready A smooth menorah you can play I got Manscaped's brand new body wash Used it on my mistletoe last night Also used the two-in-one Shampoo conditioner just for fun I washed and scrubbed everywhere Now the smells improved a ton Put in your order at manscaped.com today and have a great gift to give this holiday season. Use the code AATBIRD to check out for 20% and free shipping. That's AATBIRDS at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Have a holly jolly ball a day this winter with Manscaped.